Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com. Welcome back to another podcast of My Feminine Heart. I am so excited. We have Angela Stever in the house. Angela, welcome into the studio. Thank you for having me, Cass. <laughs> so um, Angela is a good friend of mine. And when I came up with the idea for My Feminine Heart, you know, I've talked a lot about how one of the most pivotal uh, podcasts that I wanted to do was with Sarah Moore talking about safety. This was another one. Um, Angela, and, Angela and I... Uh, became friends when she worked for an employment agency. Mm -hmm. Some people might have called it staffing, but you were more of like a, a full-time employment kind of agency. Yes. And um, I thought, you're such an incredible resource because when she was in this field, she actually helped um, workplaces become transgender friendly for incoming trans employees that she helped get into the workplace. Right. And the work that you have done with the community is just incredible. I mean, she Thank even you. she joined Keystone Business Alliance with me, which is our local LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're part of the NGLCC. So, um, Angela, you know, not only are you a master of so many critical things that help people in business, that help people get employed, um, but you you have that flair of helping people on the LGBT side. Yes. Um, you know, as somebody who has photographed in the transgender community for years, you know, I've seen so many people that once they've transitioned um, have lost employment, that they have, um, mm. you know, their lives have been turned upside down. They may have ended up getting divorced or losing their children. Right. Um, and these are the critical things that we need to survive. So your ability to help progress uh, the workplace and to progress people getting into the workplace, it just, it blew me away. So something that's even more special is since we first started talking about doing this podcast and talking about business and employment, Angela has actually launched her own business. So Angela, um, could you please talk to us about Girl Friday Concierge? Okay, so Girl, Girl Friday Concierge came about because I love working with people. Um, I have, one of my downfalls is, is saying no. I love work, helping people and, and so when I decided to do this career, I realized um, that a lot of my uh, contacts are small business people, small business owners, or very busy professionals who uh, time is money for most people. And one of the things that I discovered was that uh, a small business owner might spend too much time researching something um, because they need it for their business instead of actually doing their business. And so, uh, personal concierge, Friday, go so Girlfriend, yes, I can. So, so Girl um, Friday concierge is basically uh, being a personal assistant and giving people back time. Um, you can uh, hire my services and I will do those things that you really don't have time to do. So um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Angela has a, a bit of an accent. She <laughs> is not American born. So where were you born, Angela? Um, I was born in a town called Middlesbrough in the northeast of England. And Girl Friday is kind of a phrase you throw yes. around in England. Like we have the movie and we kind of heard it from like what, like 50s, 60s, right. that Girl Friday. So, yeah. so basically what was a Girl Friday? So Girl Friday was um, somewhat of a, a personal assistant, office junior. Um, she was the girl who went and did everything for the boss pretty much. 
Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to use golf, that spin of Golf Friday in, in my business because that's basically what I'm doing is all the other things that the boss doesn't have time to do. So um, you're somebody, you like projects, mm -hmm. you like research. Yes. And when you say it. helping people out, like we're talking about you're down and out, you're overwhelmed. I mean, anybody who's an employer who's known that like when you've had to hire an employee is when you're too busy to train an employee. So right. it's like when you're in the weeds and you get busy like that, mm -hmm. the last thing that you have time to do is bring in help. Right. But you're somebody that you don't need to become an employee. You don't need to be trained. You right. can just come in and help anywhere you can from a professional level to exactly. a personal level. Exactly. So, for instance, let's say you are marketing your business at a, um, a show, an, mm -hmm. an event. And um, at the end of that event, you've got all these contact names and numbers, but you don't have time to call them. Or you don't like calling them. A lot of people don't like to make that call because they don't want to hear a no. Um, so I'm, I love being on the phone. I love talking to people. So give me all those contact numbers. You go do your photography shoot. I'll call them and I'll get bookings for you. Um, so anything that actually helps you with your business. Or maybe on the way over to come and work in your office, you need me to grab your dry cleaning. I can do that too. So, you know, what's so interesting is I've had my business for 16 years. And um, I'm, you know, I'm a creative I'm a business person, but I have that that entrepreneur side, and mm -hmm. I not everybody does. Right. Um, you know, and you and I had met in a business networking group of like 70 people, right. probably 65 of which are business owners. And mm -hmm. when you're working with people, you know, as somebody that my whole business relies on networking. Right. And it's all about customer service. And you kind of have to think outside the box. So, you know, a lot of times growing my own business, I would do photo shoots where I might create a shoot that had been free to promote this business. Right. And I brought in several other businesses mm -hmm. or I would try to bring in other businesses and incorporate them into the shoot. So it's marketing for everybody. Right. And there were times that I would try to work with a business, even another creative business, like say a florist. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you, if you, you know, I built my career in weddings, a lot of times I would do bridal shoots. I would have, so for example, a wedding dress company and say, I need wedding dresses. Mm -hmm. And then I would um, get models and I would, I need flowers for the photo shoot. And working with these other creative businesses, a lot of times they wouldn't understand the marketing or they didn't have the time right. or they didn't want to go out and network and sell or I'm creating images. They didn't know how to produce them and share them online because all they knew was how to do their function of their business. And right. if it was a busy time for them, they didn't have time for this extra marketing. Sure. So what I love that you're doing is you can say, hey, if you don't like interviewing potential employees or you don't like making cold calls mm -hmm. or you don't like going out and networking for a business or you don't have time to pick up your dry cleaning, you can do that. And that's the goal. And it's, it's good that you brought up Cast Our Networking event because that's exactly where I got the idea for Girl Friday Concierge um, because of talking with those different business owners. And it's also my hope that for instance, if I'm working with a company that wants me to take care of their fleet of vehicles, let's say um, all of a sudden they think, oh man, I forgot to pick up um, you know, uh, uh, an anniversary present. I need a, to uh, book a weekend away. We have, or um, I, and I want photography. So I don't, I'm, I'm not planning on being that photographer for that person. I would you would bring me I in. I would bring you in and mm -hmm. have you, but I would be the concierge that's putting it all together. Well, and, you know, it takes a special person to do what you do, even personally. So personally, Angela is out all the time. 
networking, <laughs> socializing, interacting. Um, I am somebody that, you know, I, I feel like growing up, they used to say you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. I feel like I'm in that middle of the road because mm-hmm. I have to be so extroverted in my work right. that I need to introvert and have that decompression at home. I don't see that in you. I just see like 100% extrovert. Like you could be out at sales meetings for people. You could be out networking for people. Like you can be in a different office every single day, pumping people up, getting people excited. Right. Like you're just this ball of energy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like I can do that for like one day and my then I need three days by myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My introvert is at home. That's my husband. So that's where we're the, the yin and the yang. He's the introvert. I'm the social butterfly. I love being out and talking with people. That's uh, my makeup. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I, I interact with so many people in the trans community and, mm-hmm. you know, one friend in particular, um, you know, when they came out in their own business, um, they lost some of their workforce, which right. is tough. That's terrible. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's not just for people who are employees who need to transition. It's for employers who need to transition. Right. And how do you balance that workplace? And you can work in any diversity environment. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love. So, like, you know, you can go into maybe, like, a tougher situation and say, hey, let's smooth things out. Let's work here. Let's work there. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's your diversity of your background. So if you don't mind sharing, so Angela has had, she's lived around the world, and she's worked around the world in, like, a variety of positions. So you're you're from Great Britain. Yes, from England. From England. Mm-hmm. And then where did you land next? Okay, so I got itchy feet. I wanted, in my mind, I wanted to go to the other side of the world and back. So the other side of the world from England is Australia. Um, But I had a stopover on the way uh, to Hong Kong and um, stayed there for six months, worked uh, bartending and just, you know, having fun, just Mm -hmm. bringing in some extra money to make sure that I could survive while I was there before I went to Australia. I mean, we're going back to like the early 20s, right? When you do that kind of thing. This was 92. I think, yeah, 92. Oh, I didn't mean the early, like, 1920s. I meant your oh, early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that old. When you, no, when, you, when you're young and you're, you leave home, you're like, I'm going to go bartend in Hong Kong. Like, this is, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> was, you know, early 90s. And um, so from there I went to Australia, and I had a one-year working visa. And, uh, you know, like I said, I love talking to people. So I got a job in telemarketing. Um, It was uh, Key Direct Response was the name of the company, but they also had another section was multiple sclerosis, um, which was dear to me because my grandma had multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I kind of felt like I was giving back that way by, you know, being in the uh, fundraising side of it. Uh, So I was there for a year and then um, I went back to England and but it was your time in Australia that's trained you for cold calling. Oh, yeah. So I, if I mean, a company needs somebody to cold call, you're their gal. Oh, I don't mind hearing those no's. Every yeah. time you hear a no, it's one more closer to a yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean by your positive energy. Like, I don't know who else it's has like, that. You know, it's like when, um, I don't know, when, when your waiter asks you, you know, would you like dessert? And you say, no, thank you. The waiter doesn't go cry in the back room because you said no to dessert, right? It's just a no. It's so So, funny because as you're coming up with that analogy, when you were saying um, one more no is just closer to a yes, yes, I was thinking in my head one more no is just closer to a candy bar. (laughs) It's just me in the back crying over chocolate. I do like my candy bars too. So, um, sorry, so you went from Australia, then... I went back to England, and mm-hmm. that was my year travel visa was up. 
and I received, I literally had landed one day and I received a call from a friend that I'd made the first time in Hong Kong and telling me that his uh, personal secretary had uh, just turned in a notice and she was only giving a week's notice. Mm -hmm. And he remembered that that's what my experience was. That was my work um, that I used to do in England uh, before going traveling. And he said, would you like to come back to Hong Kong and work for me? And I was like, I just landed. He's like, how soon can you be back? I was like, can you give me a week? So I had a week with my parents and then I flew back out to um, Hong Kong and worked as a, uh, a personal assistant uh, to the director of a, an insurance recovery company. So an insurance, but this was kind of like your first Girl Friday kind of experience, right? Where you're a personal assistant, you're helping with executive no, actually, stuff. actually, before I went to um, Hong Kong, I was the personal assistant to a t uh, director and a team of five for a um, construction company in London. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry I missed out the part where I left the Northeast and went down to the city. I lived in London for four years before I went to Hong Kong. You had a wild <laughs> ride. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, what's that? Wilder. Yeah, well, I mean, like, well, that's true. But there's that there's that expression where it's like you're not supposed to go into your grave well dressed, rested, looking good. Like you want to kind of skid in, roughed up. Yeah, <laughs> like woohoo! And I feel like that's that's your life. But what I love is you know, you are somebody you've had this like wild ride. You've had this like diverse ride all over the world, but. It's all been professional. Like you've had mm -hmm. so many professional business experience environments from, you know, executives in Hong Kong to construction companies to a very exciting one that is coming <laughs> up. But Okay, so let's let's go back. <laughs> so you went to executive assist a second time in Hong Kong. Yes. Is this when there. you met your husband? Yes. So I was there for 18 months, and mm -hmm. Hong Kong is a major port, and all of the different navies come in for some R&R. &R. And so that's where I met my husband, actually in the bar that I used to work in. Um, you weren't bartending. You no, were just back having not, a cocktail. No. I was meeting a girlfriend for a cocktail, and um, I sat down at the bar, and there's this handsome young sailor sat next to me. And um, my girlfriend canceled. She has had something, a work commitment came up. So I ended up sitting, chatting with this nice young man and realizing, you know, he's only in town for a week. But uh, that went, we ended up spending every day together for that week. And, uh, and then he left. And I thought, that's it. I'm not going to hear from him again. And he wrote me nearly every day and was calling me. And then he came back, um, actually, I think it was like six weeks later, and asked me to marry him. And so I said yes, and we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary last yeah. week. <laughs> so, um, love that love story. Thanks. I, I mean, like, <laughs> you meet a sailor in a bar, right. and like seven weeks later, you're engaged. Yep. Yeah. And then I think three months after that. Three months after that. We were married. Married. Uh-huh. And everybody and said it wouldn't last. Everyone said it wouldn't last. And, you're, and you just celebrated your, it's your silver, silver right? Mm -hmm. Silver, yeah. I know, I just um, love a medal. <laughs> yes, so not only does Angela have all these different sites to her, huge military family. You married a Navy man. Mm -hmm. You've got two children. 
on the military path. Right. Yeah. So your daughter is? My daughter just uh, graduated um, and is a second lieutenant officer in the Army. Mm-hmm. And your son, who's still in high My school, but he's in high school. ROTC, right? No, actually, he's not yet. Um, he's doing um, Civil Air Patrol at the moment. Civil Air Patrol? Because yeah, I know his, his plan him in the is to go into ROTC. Yeah, he yeah. looks good in his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> um, his plan is to go ROTC and then go Air Force. Yeah. Um, and then my daughter's uh, fiance is enlisted in the Army also. Yeah. So, I mean, there for. For a girl from from Great Britain, from right. from England, um, quite the proud American military family that you have yes. married and created. Oh, talking about proud American. So it took me 24 years to become a citizen. I became a citizen last year. Yay! Yeah. I heard that. We, we celebrate. It was about this time. It's 28th of March. Yes. yes so it's like out. a one-year anniversary yes. of American Angela. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So you're in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Getting engaged. Yep, getting married. Where do you go next? So my husband was getting out of the Navy, and he's from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so we flew into San Diego, and then from San Diego, we took three weeks across country. San um, Diego's where you got married, right? Yes. And then you honeymooned across the country. Yes, okay. in, in a tent and a Camaro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For three weeks. It's definitely a way to get to know your new husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we went through, like, every uh, weather... Um, category you could imagine um it was crazy but we we survived and we ended up in north carolina and mm-hmm. we lived there for 12 years wow yeah okay and so well we're in pennsylvania now how did you get up here okay via florida <laughs> <laughs> so from pennsylvania um my husband was working on his masters and went down wanted to do that in florida um he wanted to do into ocean energy and um, so we went down there, and while he was in school, he got offered a job that he just couldn't turn down. Um, he's a solar engineer, and so um, he came out of school and, and started working. Uh, and then from there, he took a job up in Pennsylvania, so we just kind of moved around with his work. Okay, and do you mind sharing that one side business that you were like this insane salesperson for? Hmm, I'm thinking she's talking about when I did party like candles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was wonderful and I had a whole team I became on the leadership board and everything and um, and so for anybody who didn't hear party light candles was the name yes and so from that um I I loved the pop going into people's homes and putting on a party and um that sales side of it but the, the candles just weren't grabbing me they weren't making the money that I wanted to make yeah. um and so uh I was at an event and you know, I decided I was going to book a, an adult toy party at my house. And um, so I did. So I went ahead and did that. I had 15 people coming, I think, to my party. And about a week before um, that was to take place, I got a call saying that the, um, the lady had double booked and she couldn't come. So I was like, wow, okay. So they didn't have anybody else. So I said, okay, send me the kit. I'll do my own party. Oh, so that's how I got started with the uh, Temptations parties back then. Um, yeah. And I was just going to do the one, my own, and, and that was it. But we had so much fun, and, and a couple of the girls decided they wanted to have a party, so they booked, and, and it just snowballed, and I, and I did that for eight years. And you rose pretty high in the um, sales ranks there. Yeah, I was number four in the, in the country. Number four in the country um, for Temptations. For <laughs> yes. So there isn't anything you can't sell, I would say, at this point. 
anything legal, but I mean, but like you, your sales experience. Probably not insurance. That doesn't really grab me. <laughs> <laughs> but you did work with an insurance company work, as an executive assistant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so I love that. So, I mean, but to 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 do sales, especially sales like that. You know, you have to be personable. You have to be upbeat. You've got to right. be. You've got to have that extroverted side. Um, but you still, you've got to have the business savvy. Right. Yeah. Well, that you know, that and you also need to be very confidential. You're, you're dealing with, you know, people's private lives. Well, and confidential which, would be key yes. for for this group because you know, obviously, right. a lot of people that I work with um, in the community, they're not all out. They're right. not all full time. <laughs> you know, they need somebody who is discreet. Right. And empathetic, and you know, can can help do the things that they they need help with, whether it's professional or personal errands. Yeah, I mean, there's a time you know you have fun and you're talking and having a great you know a good laugh, but when I went back in that back room um, and people were placing their orders, they were putting, they were giving me their personal bedroom details, and that stays you know with me. That's yeah, not it's locked up. About. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, but I'm sure because you know there are people who go to sex toys for fun, mm-hmm. and. To, to solve an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so anything that was said in that private room stayed in that private room and, and in my head. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that. I mean, we had a very, like, private conversation before the cameras were rolling, and the conversation right. was like, hey, this is in the vault. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, um, you know, and that confidentiality also took place in, in my job um, previously, just, just recently with employment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're dealing again with, with people's private information, their resumes are private, you know, yeah. um, and people tell you all kinds of things and you have to coach them. You, um, for example, you know, when you go for an interview with an employee, they're not allowed to ask about your personal life. That's illegal. Mm-hmm. It's discrimination. But if you offer it, if you mention that you have two children at home, you open the door. So I used to coach clients um, to not discuss their personal information. Well, and um, for anybody who's been listening to the podcast, if you'll see, there's a fantastic interview, a transition journey with Ashley Brundage. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Ashley is a very high VP of a financial institution, um, but she got that job because she had lost her job as a middle manager and mm-hmm. she decided to transition for that job and she had to dumb down her resume and we talk about this through the whole interview she dumbed down her resume and worked three jobs so she could start at the bottom yeah Yeah. and um so her journey is incredible if you were ever struggling with like a you know employment at all listen to the ashley brundage podcast because she really talks about it and it's it's heart and soul and what i love about this is you have the ability you know skype FaceTime, mm-hmm. if somebody needs coaching, because you've helped people that have been pretty rough, right. that haven't known, I don't know how to do a resume, I don't know how to do an interview. And in the Ashley Brundage podcast, we talked about how, you know, when she was doing this, it was 2008. Yeah, She's things watched things change every couple of months. So mm-hmm. imagine a part-time, at that person, at that time she was part-time, doing makeup in the car. We all know how bad makeup in the car can look. <laughs> Going into interviews where nobody had even seen or heard of a transgender person before. Okay. And she would get the um, obligatory 10 minutes. Okay. And how do you sell somebody on yourself as a hire in 10 minutes? And so we talked about elevator pitches. You mm-hmm. can help with all of that. Right. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I couldn't be more excited for, <laughs> for what you can do for the community. You can do it for people who want to get employed for people who are employers, people who need yep. personal assistant help, mm-hmm. executive assistant help, 
they need help with diversity in the workplace. I mean, it's just... It's my marketing customer. Yeah. Selling me so well. <laughs> well, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't be more impressed. And, and you know, we do some fluffy stuff mm-hmm. on the podcast. We'll talk makeup. We'll talk right. fashion. And there are serious, I mean, you gotta, you have to do your makeup well right. to be professional. You have to dress well to be professional. Um, but it's the serious side of the stuff, too. And there's nobody else who I'm going to talk serious stuff with, like getting hired in a resume. That's still going to make it fun. we're still gonna have a good time talking about it but these are this is why we created this podcast is so that we could get meaty needed information out there Mm -hmm. but also people like you that the community may not be aware of to have you as a resource it's just phenomenal thank you so if you want to find angela stever um, of course, there's going to be the, there's the page for her on our site, myfeminineheart.com. But Angela, how else can people get a hold of you? Okay, so you can email me directly at um, goldfriday.pa at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll um, have that on the site. Okay. Um, or you can call me, uh, 717-329-6323. And please leave a message because I don't always... I'm not always able to pick up the phone. If I'm working for another client, I'm not answering my phone. So please leave a message. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Yeah. And um, so the next time you're on the podcast, is I'm not even asking if you're going to come back. I'm just like, <laughs> you have to come back. Um, so next time you're on, I want to delve into the story of um, the, the, the trans woman that you helped mm-hmm. get employed okay. in an environment, in a, in a workplace that had never dealt with a transgender person before. That's because... Cute. <laughs> she she was rough. She was like the makeup in the car rough. Yes. Didn't know how to do the resume. Didn't know how to do anything. Yes. Transitioned and then tried to get hired. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So yeah. So I I can't wait. This is going to be so exciting for anybody who's transitioning or thinking of hiring somebody who's transitioning from an employee and an employer standpoint. How you made that journey succeed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll, that'll be next in our podcast. Um, Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for all of you listeners at home, you are what is making this possible. Thank you so much. If you believe in our mission of outreach, support, and education for the transgender community, please subscribe. Be a patron for $9 a month. You can help keep us going. And that $9 a month gets you exclusivity, access to all our videos, and can and additionally, the Cassandra Storm solo videos, in addition to so many of our top experts, offer great discounts and savings for our listeners. So um, thank you guys so much for all your support. We can't wait to connect with you again and to have Angela back and have a fantastic day. Yeah, have a great day.